This is Deserter. The podcast that says you could live in the fast lane, but have you ever considered the bus lane? In this episode, we'll be pootling past such topics as what we've been up to and the news. Amazing. Uh, Plus, of course, pubs, crisps, dossers and scenes. Before finishing on an item so depraved, you may wish to hit unsubscribe around the 40-minute mark. Oh, I look forward to that, (laughs) in a way. Uh, I'm Dirty South, Head of Business Development and External Funding Manager at Deserter. I'm charged with generating revenue from the website and I'm proud to say we haven't had a single ad placed since our inception in 2014. And I'm Dunwich Ray, the co-founder and chairman of Deserter. Uh, Just to be clear, that's not chairman, but chairman. Uh, Basically just involves testing the chairs. It's a great job. (laughs) Uh, Today we start at the newly opened Battersea Power Station, putting it to the test to see if it can sustain two men with fuck all to do, except record a podcast. First of all, we're going up the chimney, if they'll have us, but our first beer stop will be at the Brewery Tap Room, located somewhere under the arches and next to the power station itself. The brewery takes its name from the area, which should be enough for you to guess at the name, even if you don't know it. For one English pint. Where in the world are we going? Okay, where did we land, Vinny? We are, of course, at Battersea Brewery. Battersea Brewery. A new one on me. Yeah, and it's very, very busy. Very busy. 2pm on a Wednesday. Yeah. Hold on, there's a train going over. I've never, I don't think we've seen such busyness. No. Maybe it's to do with the fact that the power station is now open. But yes, it's very busy. Um, uh, we've got a couple of uh, the, their local brews. You're, yeah. you're on uh, the, the Session IPA. Um, yeah. I'm on the, um, what's it called? Long Live the Lettuce. Yes. They're hazy, uh, hazy pale. It's uh, 6.5%, which they claim is stronger than the pound. <laughs> and it's clearly uh, a dig at this trust. Yes. <laughs> It's a picture of uh, the lettuce. Yeah, the Daily Star Daily lettuce, Star lettuce on, yeah. on, on the pump clip. And um, so uh, Battersea Brewery is run by Tom Barlow. Right, he's, a bit, a, a, bell? Bell? Yes, he's yeah. a bit of a legend, isn't he? Yeah, he, won- he was once of Brodie's Brody's Brewery, or yeah. Brodie's Fabulous Brody's... Beers, they were called, weren't they? Yeah. And they did some in- interesting uh, things that, uh, quite early on in the craft beer scene. Yes, I think so, yeah. I, I think I had one at the old coffee house in Soho. Right, yeah, yeah. I think they operated out of Leighton, so they were uh, yeah. perhaps more around East London. Yeah, but I think they also I think they also did that pub as well. Which the pub? Family, the, family, the old coffee house. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. OK. Um, let's move on to what the fuck we've been up to. We've been what up to, What the fuck have we been up to? Well, we, we, we've been on a world tour from uh, Brixton to Catford and nowhere in between. <laughs> Quite exhausting. Yeah, we've been promoting the book, basically, haven't we? Um, did a bit at uh, Brixton Book Jam, which was lovely to be back at. Um, my God, I love that green room. <laughs> I love the green room. It, it's yeah. just completely yeah. covered in green. graffiti. Yeah. Um, with a fridge full of cider. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. It's a lovely little event, uh, the Brixton Book Jam. You know, there's always interesting writers on. You always meet some wonkies afterwards, don't you? Yeah. Outside. Yeah. You do. Uh, and half of them didn't really know a lot of the more literary people like C.J. Schuler, etc mm. didn't quite know what to make of the green <laughs> I could tell but <laughs> yeah. once they tucked into a couple of uh, ciders everyone's pals together yeah uh, and then the other one was the Catford Literary Festival 
Um, that was great as well. Where was yeah. that again? Catford, that was it. Yes. Yeah, uh, yeah. In the Healthy Lifestyle Centre, of course. That was a bit of a shock, uh, but we got around that by putting some uh, sherry on the rider, as the yeah. regular listeners will know, although it was in fact port. Yes. Um, but we went on anyway. <laughs> we did, yeah. Um, yeah, um, a, a lovely event. Thanks to Mark McGinley for, uh, from Lewis, the Lewisham Ledger for sticking us on there, and uh, also the sponsor, Bottle Shop of uh, Catford for for um, uh, for the cocktails, bottles of cocktails they gave us. Yeah, amazing. A Negroni, twisted, old fashioned, Ooh, delicious. Um, I still don't know what we did to deserve it, but no, I drank them anyway. Um, we did. Uh, do, I did record the uh, performance, if you can call it that, at the Catford Literary Festival. It's not Amazing. a very good recording, okay. I have to say. Uh, yeah, it was naturally. by me, I, uh, okay. I had, again. Okay. Um, but we'll play a little bit now about us chuffing on about pubs. All right. if you didn't guess was a, a reading from the uh, chapter on leisure slash pubs um, and we'd be very grateful if you've actually read the book or bought the book for an Amazon review if you uh, enjoyed it if you enjoyed it and if you enjoyed it leave us a five star review and if you didn't enjoy it leave us a five star review yes, um, yes. because um, we haven't yeah, got we, many no we haven't we could really do with some we'd appreciate that yeah, um, yeah I mean if you Vinny says you'll buy everyone who leaves a review a pint <laughs> <laughs> um, 
Yeah, I mean, if you didn't enjoy it, uh, you know, just shut up about it. You know, stop gabbing on, you chatty twat. <laughs> Talking of pubs, you wrote a very good piece, if I may say so. Oh, thank very you, mate. Thank piece. you. It did get attacked quite a lot of praise, actually, didn't it? And, did it, yeah. And sadness. Yes, absolutely, yeah. Um, it's called Closing Time, wasn't yes. it? And it was about pubs that are closing. Uh, some yes. of the ones we're losing. Yes, like the beer shop in Nunhead, yeah. which was very sad, although the research going to there a couple of times was very enjoyable. <laughs> uh, I mean, just just reminds you of what Lee and Lauren have created there. Yeah, you know? yeah, absolutely. Uh, they were so, they were, Lee was so generous with his time and advice when we were setting up um, yeah. the Shirkers Rest. It's Me and Pompey went over there and he you know, sat us down for an hour and a half, gave us a pint, just told us everything he knew. It was yeah. just... Yeah, just a super nice guy, he's just a really nice guy, yeah. Beer's yeah, really sad uh, loss to the beer scene. It's amazing what you can do with a, a room, you know, and they've yeah. really created something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, I don't want to have a go at the landlords uh, because I don't know what their situation is. They may have a, you mm. know, there may be reasons why they need lots of money, or they may just enjoy sucking the joy out <laughs> of communities. I don't know. Um, continuing on beers, I. Uh, the, the, We've been in green hop season, haven't we? Uh, green, green hop beers. These it's, are beers. It's Christmas that, for hops. Yeah, beers that are made with um, hops, fresh plucked mm. from the bine. Mm. Yeah, you can, you can say vine, but I prefer to say bine. Right. Like yeah. a beer cunt. Yes. Hop cunt. <laughs> yes. Um, to be honest, I've heard more about them this year than ever before. Right. Yeah, I've seen. Yeah, a few people pushing it yeah, yeah um, they used to be conf- confined to Kent I think and other other, other yes. sort of beer brewing provinces yeah but now you hear, provinces yeah, really, yeah you hear more about it in London than ever before and um, we had someone in the show because actually yes I had a couple there yeah, that I enjoyed yeah where we had the ones from North Down in Margate Bexley Bullion which was very good that wasn't was good, it yeah, um, yeah. the five points which I haven't tried yet and I hope it's still long so I might get down there later and the Broccoli's Deluge, which I don't know if you tried that one, but that's made from locally foraged green hops Amazing. around yeah. the borough and was made to commemorate the great Lewisham floods of 1968. Oh. Do you remember when you got your canoe out <laughs> for your 21st birthday? <laughs> I did have a lovely uh, green hopper at, um, at the River Ale House from Oakham. Oh, I um, bet they could do it. Yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. Six, 6%... Um, Green Devil or something it's called and I um, see it um, uh, and I, uh, I got there for last and uh, it was so delicious that I had to kind of down it and have another lasties <laughs> <laughs> double last orders very good well my uh, my favourite green hop experience this year was um, I had to dash down to Ramsgate to get an APC um, really boring two hour drive and it was all done in five minutes. Oh, um, you need a rest after five minutes. Well, right? I mean, I, I just I was furious. But um, I walked down to the Queen's Head on the front, and the, the sun came out, and I sat outside in a t-shirt, you know, in late October, uh, as indeed we are doing today, <laughs> um, with a pint of uh, Gad's Green Hop, because they, they, everyone else sells out in Kent, but they hold it back. I remember that they, right. they sell it throughout October, even into November, mm. and it was absolutely delicious. And it was just a wonderful moment. And uh, I went in for a for a second and the barman said all right I said all right <laughs> I said I'm the happiest I've ever been <laughs> uh, and then I went on a mini crawl of the Ravensgate around the corner and the pub micro pub before returning to the Queen's Head for fish and chips and a full league program on the telly yeah thank god for EPCs <laughs> <laughs> marvellous yeah 
Um, something else I, I, I've been up to. Um, I mentioned before that I do some uh, teaching uh, from on, of uh, English language to foreign foreign students. Chinese lesbians, you claim. <laughs> Um, this one was a, um, a Spanish student who was very good at English and she just need, wanted a little bit of help to kind of iron out her Spanish vowels uh, into, into uh, received pronunciation, I think. And um, she said to me, um, I wonder if you could help me to say these words correctly. Can, can't and cunt. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, I, I, I devised a class now which is basically... Um, Learning vowels through profanity. Very good. Yeah, so um, I, I, I've got her to repeat sentences such as Pass the ball to my mate, you fucking useless fat shite cunt. <laughs> and they pay money for this, do they? They pay money for this. And, and she's like, I knew I got the right teacher. And, uh, <laughs> That's yeah, great. I just love sharing knowledge with people. That's 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 me yeah. all over. Yeah. It reminds me of that thing where that girl's saying, "Is it for fuck's sake or <laughs> or for fuck's sake? Yes. Fuck's sake or fuck's sake? It's yeah. important because it's for a work email." <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Yes. Um, and I had a, an event at the uh, Dulwich Hamlet Bar uh, to, oh, yeah. to uh, launch uh, the, the Roaring Red Front, my, my uh, left-wing football book. Yeah. Um, uh, thanks to everyone who came, including yourself. Who, mm. And I'm sorry you weren't allowed to publicise your right-wing football book at the event. No, I was, I was, <laughs> I was disappointed to be refused access to the microphone, my, my, but at least I've got it now. My book on right-wing football clubs comes out in February, and uh, advanced sales are going very well. I bet they are, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, it was a, a great night, and uh, we managed to sell a lot of books. I, I, I estimated that my, sh my share of uh, earnings that evening was £75, which is fantastic, uh, but I did spend £70 at the bar. <laughs> and get a cab home. So, uh, so yeah. either I spunked all my earnings on the night, or I had all my beers paid for, depending on how you like to look at it. Oh, I think that's. Uh, yeah, I prefer to look at it as having your beers paid for. Of course, you do. Yeah, that's yeah. why we're mates. Yeah. <laughs> uh, um, and the next day, I did uh, Talksport Radio, and, and oh, yeah. uh, like yourself, you know, I had sort of ten minutes work. And then felt I yeah. needed a reward. Yes. Uh, so I went to the market porter, met an old mate, had a couple of pints, went to the Rosen Crown, met a couple of old mates, hmm. put in a shift, I think you could say. Yeah, well done. Should have gone home then. I, I, yeah, I know that now. I knew that then, <laughs> to be honest. Um, but didn't. And it's still a mystery to me how I ended up in a hotel bar with three Irish nurses at one o'clock <laughs> in the morning. <laughs> I look forward to the photos. Oh, sensational. Um, talking of football, yes. Um, the World Cup, World Cup's coming up, isn't the it? The Qatari shame. The Qatari shame, they're calling it. Yes. Um, yeah, I've seen, started seeing a couple of adverts for the first time uh -huh. in these last couple of days. Uh -huh. It's all coming up and the first stirrings have begun. There are four games a day in the early stages. Oh. I mean, England, well, what can we do? I mean, we're, oh, we're prisoners of our own... Petard. <laughs> yes, quite. Um, I mean, England versus Iran at 1pm on a Monday. I mean, <laughs> that's what Skyping's all about, isn't it? Yes. Uh, we're going to open the Shirkers at noon. Uh, 
with some street drinking planned for early arrivals. <laughs> do you have any particular plans? Uh, I do now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm um, uh, disappointed it's not going to be in the sun, so I'm going to Marbella for a week. Okay. Just sit in a t-shirt and watch it. Um, there are some people, of course, that are not watching it. Cyclodunk, for example, is boycotting it. Right, yep. Uh, and so is Floyd. Floyd? Yeah. Uh, not, not due to any particular concerns about working conditions or corruption or anything like that. Mm. Human Flo- rights. Flo- Floyd is boycotting it for the simple reason that it's right in the middle of the fucking season. <laughs> 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 he literally is furious about it interrupting his enjoyment of the Premier League mm. and he's not going to watch a minute of it <laughs> I'll tell him it's called Qatari shame <laughs> I'll give him to the quarterfinals it's going to be hard avoiding it four games a day isn't it it is I mean we're only human the news the news 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 Pub and beer news up first, as usual. Yes, and we've got some good news. Mm. Um, we'll change. <laughs> a new pub, a new pub coming to Tulse Hill called Queen of the South. That's right. Yeah, I like the name. I like the name. Very good name. Yeah. Well uh, done, everybody. Yeah. Well, the guys behind it are from the Prince of Peckham. So That's right. Yeah. 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 I'm not, I don't suppose they're royalists, but I, I, I like the theme. You know, yeah. Um, uh, that's just down the road from the railway, of course. What was it called? The White Hart? Yes, White it was White the White Hart. Hart. I don't yeah. know if you remember in, in 2015, there was some odd bods running it. There were. You weren't allowed to stand in it. No. You weren't or wear trainers. Stand, or wear trainers. <laughs> <laughs> Brick, in South London. Brixton uh, Buzz did an excellent demolition of that. They did. Yeah. Uh, so that's opening in late 2022. Um, it is late 2022. It is, so soon. It's yeah. Just, yeah. Uh, talking of uh, late 2022 and openings, the Catford Constitutional Club is reopening. No way. Yeah, in, in, in Catford. Oh, fantastic. Uh, which is a relief. In, in uh, the same premises? Yeah. And um, I think by Antic, I, I had a quick look at the Google oh, right. page and it's still got Antic details up there. Oh, fantastic. That's um, great news. I miss that place. Yeah, me too. Me too. It's a lovely, wonderful, kooky thing. They say they've been busy, busy doing... Uh, Refurbishment, so I haven't refurbished it too much because I, well, I actually liked it being I a bit run down. I liked it uh, ramshackle, yeah. Yeah. I, I, yeah, I hope it's not, you know, like safe now. I mean, exactly, <laughs> exactly. You don't, I, I'm happy with bits of masonry for you. I mean, yeah. I mean, one of your uh, favourite bits in it was the women's toilets, wasn't of it? Of course, uh, yeah. I mean, the best women's just, toilets in London, <laughs> yeah. They were sensational, although I still don't know what you were doing in them. <laughs> well, I was with these three Irishes. <laughs> <laughs> Um, oh, that is great news. And now, um, we we didn't do a World Cup of Pubs um, last year, um, mostly because we forgot, although I think we retrofitted some boycott onto it, possibly of the Qatari shame. <laughs> uh, but we are considering now, and we'd, we'd be interested in uh, your opinion, dear reader, yeah. uh, on a World Cup of Pub Crawls. Pub Crawls? Yeah. That's right, we were talking about this, weren't we, the other yeah, day? Yeah. Uh, we'd need some criteria, I think. I think yeah. we're talking about four pubs. Yeah, I mean, the idea of a three-pub crawl underwhelmed those in the discussion. Yes. It suggested that it should at least be at least four. I mean, I like three pubs because, you know, it's easy. Yeah, that's when you're doing it, it, though. I mean, on Twitter... You can, yeah. you can do as many as you like. I see. Yeah, yeah. You all know that. Well, we're going to have to do them. Now, we're going to have to do them. Yeah, we're going to have to do them. Yeah, World Cup yeah. of Pub Crawls. So, um, do you think we should stick to a, a postcode per, per 
Not necessarily a postcode, but just a crawl. You know, just, just something. Be, yeah. You don't yeah. want you don't want a half an hour between pubs. You know, they, no. they've got to be they've got to be proximity, hasn't there? Yeah. So, if you have any suggestions for uh, four four pub pub crawls, four pub pub crawls, we'll South read them out in readers' letters over the next couple of uh, and we may episodes. even do and then it. Do them. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 And then we'll have a bloody World Cup event. That's our World Cup start. Yeah. Um, on to crisp news, is it? Crisp news. Yeah. Did you know that yesterday was National Crisp Sandwich Day? Well, thanks to social media, I did. How about that? And St Crispin's Day. I mean, yeah, he, he must have loved them. Well, he's the patron saint of putting the crisp in. <laughs> I, I, I suspect it's not a coincidence. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You're a theologian, aren't you? I am. I am absolutely. Yeah. Yes. Qualified. Uh, I think this was uh, Matt Rounds doing. He, he's Vol off off Beta and uh, Vol WTF. Oh yeah. Uh, I think he got it going across the country. And we had it in the Shirkers. We put out some bread and butter and uh, invited people to get their crisps from the bar and build their sarnies. That's uh, class. I mean, yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, what more can you ask? It did for well. It did well. I, I mean, it um, the first prize went to bacon fries and jalapeno flavour crisps. Mm with a dash of hot sauce. Nice. That's sensational. Mm. Um, and then, but Sarita did some as well. Uh, well, she's a chef. She is a chef. She she's is a chef. She's way ahead of us. Uh, yeah, I don't seem to be able to... Find what she did. Read it. It was a, it was a double-decker. Yes. Uh, with hula hoops and crisps. Yeah. Uh, oh. Vegan ham, cheese, all sorts of sauces. Mm. And then the... Pièce de Résistance was that the bread was potato bread, potato <gasps> and rosemary bread. Oh! Just because she wanted a few, uh, yeah, some more potato. Yeah. In her crisp. You palace. dirty girl. <laughs> 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 I, I had the pleasure of Sarita's cooking at uh, over Diwali. I went to a nice a Diwali party where Sarita was doing food. It's all vegan, of course. And uh, as you said before. If I could, you know, have that food all the time, I could consider being, being a vegan. vegan yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, but she won't live with us. I've offered. You know, can you move in with us? Um, but <laughs> she's got other plans. Well, she she lives two two minutes from the blind, that's so true. I think that's why she said no. Yeah, that's a big yeah. ask. That's almost mm. certainly why she said no. Almost to so. moving in with you. <laughs> Corporate deserter has been on his travels and found crisps in Thailand of interest. Oh, I did see some uh, luxury holiday photos. That must be it. <laughs> yes, uh, yes. So he was. Uh, he, he found. Well, it, uh, it, there's one uh, called uh, fried crab. Oh yeah. Yeah, fried yeah, crab. Yeah. I, although my notes I say fried crab. <laughs> I thought that's unlikely. <laughs> um, and chili crab crisps. Mm. They were. Um, I'd be all over those. Yeah. There's probably more crab in those than you get in your average crab salad. Probably, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and um, Heinz mayonnaise flavour crisps. Bloody hell. Uh, yeah. You're all right. S- salted egg. Okay. Well, I wouldn't want an unsalted one, would you? No. Um, so, yeah, so a good effort from uh, the corporate deserter. Glad he hasn't been wasting his time while he's been lounging around <laughs> on Thai beaches. <laughs> Um, I noticed that Champion Hill Dulwich Hamlet have upped their crisp game. Have they? They That's have. good to hear. Tato's. Yeah. Bang Bang Spicy Thai Rough Cuts Ridged. <laughs> uh, very nice. I think I wore nice. one of those to uh, <laughs> <laughs> avoid a pregnancy. <laughs> yeah. 
Very good. Um, have you got anything to taste? Yes. Yes, I do. Let me just get these out. Um, we've got something from uh, Sarita, actually. Mm. Um, I can't remember where she got these from, but they are from Madrid. Cheap de Madrid. Yeah. Seaweed flavour. Oh, Super bomb. Le are quality a toujours raison. Are they... Does it say raison? Yeah. As in Vincent raison? Yeah. Yeah. The quality is always right. Ah. And are they seaweed flavour or seaweed... Seaweed flavour, yeah. They're potato crisps, oh it says here. God. Yes. Um, yeah, they're, they're made in La, uh, La Cueca, is that? In Madrid. The oh. heartland of potato chip excellence. Let's go. Didn't know that. I'm going to have a sniff of the bag. Sniff in the bag, ladies Okay. Okay. They're quite off-puttingly green, aren't they? Yeah, green food. You know, traditionally doesn't go down well with you. Not bad. I'm not getting. I'm not getting a huge amount of seaweed. No, but I'm not sure I know what seaweed tastes like. I've never had it, have you? I mean, I've had crispy seaweed, but that's not seaweed, is it? Is it? I thought it was a cabbage. Maybe, yeah. Sea cabbage. <laughs> mm. Thank nice, you, Sarita. Nice, yeah. Mm. Um, Very healthy. They'll live forever. And um, I've got some from Jersey Pocket. Oh yeah. Um, who lends us our microphone? Yes, he does. I bought him a pint the other day for that. Oh, did you? Oh, mm. good. Thank you, Jersey. Um, these are seasonal. Yeah. Picked in blankets. From Aldi. Okay. Yeah, we're getting into the, um, the Christmas. Mm. Mm. Oh, he's got his nose in the bag. Mm. Like a horse. Mm. I have to say, they're more up my street just because yeah. they make me think of meat. Mm. Sausage mm. And, and bacon mm. and potatoes. Oh. I'm, I'm sold. Very good. Mm. Um, however, Christmas does also come with a warning. Mm. I've got a warning from the good doctor, Dr. Dick Dixon. Oh, yes. And Goose. Mm. That Tesco are bringing out their Christmas pudding flavour crisps. Oh, my God. I mean, that's an abomination on a par with Busy Cola. I think it was last, last, last year, Sarita said, you know, you could basically have a flavour of everything. Brussels sprout flavour. Carrot flavour. You could. Pork flavour. Mm. And now we've got the Christmas pudding flavour. Enough to make you want to not have Christmas. Yeah. Um, so that was a warning. Avoid Tesco for, mm. uh, I'd say, at least six or seven weeks. Yeah. Unless they decide to sponsor the podcast. Yes. Very reasonable rates offered. Um, yes, now, uh, lots of people have criticised the Sun newspaper. Um, for good reason, um, it is a, a shite rag full of bigotry. However, sometimes, sometimes they um, do hit upon a story of great import, uh, such as uh, this one about a young uh, lady in South Yorkshire who opened a packet of crisps to find there were only six in there. What? And some of them were broken. This country. Yeah, so they had a picture of her looking really miserable, you know, as they do. Um, so, yeah. Uh, what are you going to do about it, Rishi? Yeah, that, I mean, that's a scandal. Yeah, I mean, they are, they are getting smaller and smaller. Um, I mean, Goose sent us uh, a sort of an article comparing what you get for a pound, but... 
Right. I really haven't got time to go through all that, but it is getting smaller and smaller. Yeah, yeah. yeah Just yeah. like Mars bars. Yeah. Um, another story uh, from, from Goose was, uh, where do you keep your crisps? This is a survey by AEG, surveyed 2,000 British people. Oh, yeah. Uh, it turns out 5% of Brits are storing their crisps in the fridge. <laughs> Did you, have you ever heard of such a thing? No, that's madness. <laughs> it's madness. I mean, um, this number rises to 10% of Londoners. <laughs> yes. Oh, London, really. <laughs> so much to what answer we, for. Honestly, what have we done? I mean, um, where'd you what? keep yours? In the cupboard. Yeah? Oh, I mean, Special the, cupboard? Special cupboard. Yeah. I mean... Dedicated cupboard? They don't last long. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, maybe they're referring to open crisps. So even even that, I wouldn't. Even put. that, no. I've, I've never I've never had a packet of crisps that's unfinished. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we keep we keep ours in the Tupperware cupboard. Uh, at least I've got a safe for mine. <laughs> <laughs> well, I say uh, they're officially kept in the Tupperware cupboard, mm. but um, I hope none of the family are listening. But uh, there's always a couple of spares on top of the fridge, <laughs> out of the eye line, just in case. Papa gets peckish. <laughs> um, on to drug news? Yes, please. I'll have a half. <laughs> uh, yes, we've got some this month. Um, Pre- President Biden uh, of somewhere called America, um, he has pardoned stoners. He's pardoning individuals charged with simple marijuana possession what? on a federal level. What a great foresight. What a great man. Yeah, what a, a great, great thing. Man. When's it going to happen here? Yeah, in the war on drugs, drugs have won. That's right. Peter Watts said that on Twitter, didn't he? Mm. Drugs win the war on drugs. Mm. Uh, and um, coincidentally, he wrote Up in Smoke, The yes. Failed Dreams of Battersea Power Station. So he did. So I thought Which it was appropriate to give him a mention. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a very good book. Very good. Although, Peter, if you're listening, it may need a new chapter. Yes. Um, because, yes, time uh, to update it. Yeah, I'm sure he's already all good. over it. Quite good. Yeah. Um, meanwhile, on Normal Island, um, our Home Secretary and ex-Home Secretary, Suella fucking Braverman, wants to make it, uh, wants to make marijuana Class A. Jesus. She's just attacking the Guardian-eating Tokarati. Absolutely nice, mate. That is good. That is good. I happen to know you came up with that on the bus here. (laughs) (laughs) Top notch, top notch. Um, What what have we got next? Um, Other news. Other news. news. Oh, Darren Carville. Yeah, Darren Carville. I don't know if you saw about Darren Carville. He's an accountant. Right, in that Uh, case, no. He's an accountant at car service company Mr. Clutch. Right. Uh, he claimed he was bullied at work and he decided he would go out with a bang. Quite literally. <laughs> so he embezzled £170,000 of his employer's money and he spent the lot on cocaine and prostitutes <laughs> in one weekend. Wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I mean, honestly, where would you start trying to get through that amount? I mean, I thought... If I really had to get rid of some money, you could buy around at a brew dog bar. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, well done, Darren. I mean, I nearly had him in um, as a Bon Dosser nomination, mm. but you know, it's a bit too active. Too active, yeah, yeah, yeah you would yeah, be, yeah. yeah. Um, 
Next up uh, is uh, yeah, this news from news from China, which we were just discussing with a, a Chinese lady across mm. the other side of the table. Yeah, she's now sadly left. Mm. <laughs> That's when we started shouting into this microphone. But um, yeah, there's a new thing called Bailan in China. You, me- you remember the concept of lying flat? I do. Yeah, in China, yeah. which was a bit like. Uh, 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 quiet quitting. So we, we've yeah, translated yeah. lying flat as quiet quitting. Mm. The concept of not doing anything more than the bare minimum mm. to, to get by. Mm. Um, and it was sort of syn- synonymous, wasn't it, uh, for a while with disaffected Chinese youth. Yeah. Um, and then circulated around the world. Well, that, now that concept has gone mainstream. China has abandoned it. It's too tiring. Oh. Yeah. They, they've got a new, new, new idea, a new outlook on life. It's called Bailan. What's that, what does that mean? It means literally, let it rot. Oh. And uh, the idea is that instead of passively doing as little as possible, you strive to give up entirely <laughs> and do absolutely <laughs> fuck all. <laughs> well done, oh. China. Well done, oh, China. Le- yeah. Leading the world. I mean, it's... It's it's a global phenomenon. It's a global movement, mm. and uh, we're right behind it. Um, right, and then finally, uh, oh yeah, this was a seagull. Uh, <laughs> this met, met the Metro reported that an exotic, bright orange bird that had been found on the side of a motorway mm. near Aylesbury uh, and taken to a nearby wildlife hospital turned out to be. A seagull oh. covered in curry. <laughs> we have no idea how we got into this predicament, but thankfully, apart from the vibrant colour and pungent smell, he was healthy, wrote the hospital on its Facebook page. A staff named him Vinny <laughs> after Vindaloo. <laughs> they've got, oh. a pic- they've got a pic- pictures of this bright orange bird. It's hilarious. Anyway, a bit later, the gull said... <laughs> it's a lot of fuss about nothing if you ask me I like a few pints and a curry on a Saturday night what of it <laughs> and uh, when asked what his favourite curry was he replied fuck off nosy cunt <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like I've been reincarnated before I've even died <laughs> marvellous um, ok so um We'll, we're going to head off now to another pub. Yeah. Um, it would ordinarily take us about 20 minutes to walk to. Right. But as I'm sure you've heard, the mile is now approaching parity with the kilometre. <laughs> <laughs> so it's only going to be take 10 minutes, which is fucking brilliant, isn't it? Oh, wow. uh, uh, and they say there's no Brexit benefit. Um, anyway, we'll devise some clues for it uh, en route. Righto. See you in a bit. So we're we're heading off towards Stockwell now. This mm. is uh, this is the uh, pub quiz two. Yeah. Uh, we are going to a free house uh, on Lansdowne Way, uh, which is a firm Stockwell favourite. And there's a further clue: it's a sister pub to the Grosvenor Arms, a mile down the road, mm. Brixton Way. It's a bit of an ale destination, isn't it? It is. It's got like 15 taps and. Seven or eight hand pumps of cars, so uh, we're very much looking forward to that. I honestly, I haven't been this excited mm. going to a pub since I was on the way to Battersea Brewery this morning, <laughs> or whenever the fuck it was. 
this afternoon. Um, talking about Battersea, that was quite an experience, wasn't it? It was, yeah. It's uh, yeah. I mean, the, the, the station is all open now. The, the power station, I mean. Yeah, yeah. As yeah. a mall. Yes. Um, yeah, so it's a, the, it feels the, like the Tate Mod, except when you go inside, it's all shops instead of art. Yes. <laughs> Which for some people is the same thing. Um, and yeah, I mean, it's it, it's actually really nice out the front, isn't it? Yeah, on the riverside was amazing. Mm. So yeah. they're really spacious and uh, looks like you can more or less get up to whatever you want out there. Yes, without I interference so. from the feds. Yeah, I mean, I used to moan about you know, like when you you lose the the aspect of of the power station on the train when you go past because all absolutely, the flats. yeah, it was um, hidden from view from the train. Was, yeah, but where to see it from is, is the river, isn't it? Isn't yeah, it? yeah, yeah. Now you can really see it. Yeah, yeah, quite something. Um, and uh, but nevertheless, <laughs> we're going to the pub. Of course we are. <laughs> of course we are. So we are, of course, at the Priory Arms. Yeah, I'm very happy to be here. It's a lovely little pub, isn't it? It's, um, yeah, we're just talking about pubs and, and like working from pubs. It's like, this isn't a pub I want to see laptops in. Uh, yeah, that's right. Uh, we were going to say something about that. There's been sort of a campaign to stop working from home and start working from the pub, hasn't there? <laughs> yeah. Uh, but you don't want your pub filled with laptops. No, no, not a pub like this. This is no. a proper pub. It's got yeah. What I don't know. It's only got three casks on at the moment, hasn't it? Or four? It did maybe? actually. Which is, that was a minor uh, gripe I had because uh, there's eight there. Yeah. There's only three at the moment, and the other one was that it opened at four o two. Well, it was hanging around for yeah. By my estimation, a hundred and twenty seconds. <laughs> Uh, they did have some lovely kegs on as well. I've got a, a, a an affinity pale ale, which is mm. called Chancer, which is delicious. Mm. And you've got a cask from Ke the Kent Brewery. Yeah, yeah. Golden bitter. Yeah, it's all going very well. Mm. Um, so yeah, onward with what we loosely call the show. Yeah. Uh, you've got to read this letter, right? Yes. I think we uh, we put a shout out for Catford Literary Festival questions, and this That's came in, right. and this is it was too good. It's too good. <laughs> too good for the literary festival. Save it for the podcast. Also, we forgot it. Um, but um, yeah, this was from Hugh Keogh. If you could bring back one dead London pub, what oh, would yeah. it be? Yeah, a great question. It is a good question. Um, Keeps me awake at night. <laughs> I mean, uh, my answer right now would be one that only closed a month ago, the Junction mm, in Loughborough Junction, yeah, yeah. a superb jazz pub. Uh, with, with a little bit of table service and great music every day of the week. Yeah, yeah. Half decent ale and um, yeah, I miss it terribly. A real sad loss to Cold Harbour Lane and Loughborough Junction generally. Yeah, I think next year my answer would be the beer shop. But, yes. Um, I think uh, on a purely selfish note, like what a pub that I, I used to use often and can no longer would be the White Swan in, in Charlton Village, mm. which was cracking. Sister that pub of the Belton Arms. Yeah, that was very good. I mean, another place that popped in, it wasn't really a pub, but it came to mind, was Shunt. Oh, <laughs> God. Oh, I loved Shunt. Shunt was a massive underground club under, beneath um, London Bridge, mm. uh, which we found one day, I think we were probably a little bit drunk and stoned. And we were very drunk and stoned, because we just followed a crowd of people. We, well, we saw a queue. Yeah, saw we? a queue, yeah, joined and it. We just joined it, and it went through a little door into this absolute heavenly underworld. I mean, we had to walk quarter of a mile till we found a bar, to be fair, but mm. 
it was just so surreal, wasn't it? And, yeah, um, and it was surreal every time we went there. Absolutely, there were milk but it was floats and zips yeah. and roofs, you know, yeah. like a beaches. landscape. <laughs> that was shunted. I miss that. I sometimes wonder if it was a, a terrible dream. Uh, a wonderful dream. Mm. Do you remember it had, a, it had a garden shed in there, which we used to frequent? Yes, I <laughs> so remember, So we were yes. in London, under a station, in the vaults, in a garden shed. Yes, do you remember me and Spider hid £10 notes in the, yes. in the planks, thinking, well, next time we come, we'll have some money. That's right, that's right. And we of course, next high, time we, we went, everything had changed. Yeah. And there was, it was Someone gone. had some money. Someone it had wasn't some money, you, yeah. was it? No. Oh... Uh, anyway, great question, Hugh. Um, do let us know if uh, what your uh, favourite dead pub to bring back might be. Mm. How can they do that, Benny? How can people get in touch with us? Hello at deserter.co.uk. Yeah. I think that's Twitter. how. Yeah, that's or on the, Twitter. Yeah. 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 Um, right. Well, on to. You're a bomb dosser. Uh, first up, this one was sent in actually as well from. Uh, from a uh, listener, um, Nick Thompson sent us uh, the Bishop of Napping mm. in America. Yeah, Trisha yeah. Hersey is the founder of the Nap Ministry. Come on, uh, Trisha. She sees rest of, as a revolutionary way to push back on America's obsession with productivity at all costs. Yeah, rest is resistance. She, she that's one of her really? mottos. Really, yeah. I mean, is God lazy? Is God lazy? We hasn't Would done anything say? for thousands of fucking years. <laughs> yes, as far as I'm concerned, if. If she exists, <laughs> she's bone-fucking-idle. Yeah, yeah. Um, she says it's not a religious ministry. Oh. It's not a religious movement, but a spiritual antidote to the very earthly problems that are plaguing communities, exhaustion, chronic diseases, and mental health crises. Absolutely. It could be us talking. Yeah. She judges success by how many naps she takes in a week. This, I mean, uh, if you're interested in this sort of stuff, we do have a book out at the moment <laughs> called Shirt Rest and Play. <laughs> yeah, it's great to have a, uh, find a kindred spirit, isn't it? It is, yeah. So, yeah, she's um, she's a candidate for this month's bum dosser. Yeah, well played, the Bishop of Napping. Um, I was reminded by someone of Princess Margaret's morning routine. Oh, right. So I'm going to yes. put her up for a bum dosser. Okay. I have a fear we might have mentioned this before, right. but I don't think she's been a nominee for bum dosser. Oh, okay. Perhaps well, she's pre bum dosser. Perhaps so, yeah, she, she deserves it. Um, so uh, this is Princess Margaret, this is what she did. 9am, uh, she has breakfast in bed, followed by two hours in bed listening to the radio and reading the newspapers, which she invariably leaves scattered over the floor. <laughs> um, reading newspapers and chain-smoking. 11am, gets into the bath run for her by her lady's maid. Noon, an hour in the bath is followed by hair and makeup at her dressing table. Then she puts on clean clothes. She never wore anything that hadn't been cleaned. Right. Uh, 12.30, she appears downstairs for a vodka pick-me-up. <laughs> 1pm, she joins the Queen Mother for a four-course lunch served in an informal manner from silver dishes with half a bottle of wine per person plus fruit and half a dozen different varieties of native and continental cheeses. <laughs> I mean, what a morning. Yeah, yeah. I mean, to me, if that is followed by an afternoon watching the racing at the Blythe Hill Tavern and a yeah. box of perfect fried chicken on the way home, <laughs> then you've almost got a perfect day. Yeah, or I mean... Uh, the yeah. perfect day. Is... Uh... Is that what we're paying our taxes for? I hope so. Mm. I mean, that's a proper royal. Yeah. Great effort. 
yeah. Margaret. Um, I, had, I had one more. This was sent from by uh, Jersey Pocket as well, actually. Um, the uh, an Iranian hermit who goes by the name of Amu Haji. Uh, he's died at 94. He didn't wash for more than 50 years. Oh, um, hello. He kind of feared soap Husband material. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Apparently attempts to bathe him made him sad. <laughs> um, he died a few months after his first wash in decades, um, oh. which is his suspicion of what would happen. Yeah. And he liked to smoke more than one cigarette at a time. There was a lovely picture of his filthy hand holding four cigarettes. <laughs> um, Sounds a bit like Spider. <laughs> it looked a bit like him, actually. Yeah. So, um, who do you reckon? Who's your bum dosser this month? That's it. I'm going to... Can I shock you? <laughs> I'm going to go with the Iranian hermit. <laughs> that has shocked I mean, me. We, we that all, has shocked me. We all wouldn't wash if we didn't, you know, society didn't demand it. Yeah. And yet he's decided, fuck society, mm. let me have some fun. Where Have you got any fags? <laughs> Can I have four fags? All right. Okay. Yeah? All right. Happy with that? Go well, with that? Go, with, go for it. Go, go for on. it, yeah. Iranian hermit... What's his name? Amu Haji, which means Uncle Haji. Oh. <laughs> You're a bomb dosser. It's not. No. Can't be. It already? It, what? Hello. What a treat. <laughs> it's the scene. It's the scene. Oh, Here it is. Scene. Social oh, media that. scene. Social media scene. Things we've spotted on social media made us chuckle. Okay, yes. Um, I had one uh, from. Uh, no, uh, Nigella, lovely Nigella. Nigella. Yes. Did you? Yes. Do you she... know her? I don't know her actually. No. 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 Um, Half Life. Did you know? Do you know her? No. Okay. All right. Half Life. In... Did know her? Yes. That's right. Yes, I can remember him banging on about in there. Yeah. Yes. What was, what uh, he did have a claim? story, but I think perhaps we can't. Given it. the lawyers, we can't. <laughs> we we shouldn't. <laughs> Um, yes, uh, Nigella said, uh, she tweeted, um, this week's guest recipe from the hashtag cookbook corner archive is feta and za'atar omelette from Comptoir Libanais by Tony Kitu and Dan Lepar. Yum! Phil of Catford replied, stick a sausage in there and we'll talk. <laughs> Good old Phil. Um, what did I see? Oh, I saw... Um, I'm not sure how contemporary it is, but a Man Manchester man has started graffitiing giant penises onto potholes in the road. Oh. So that the council cleans them up faster. Yeah, brilliant. <laughs> or fills them up, you know. That's genius. Um, but the locals have named, nicknamed him Wanksy. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Uh, another thing that's been um, diverting me recently is... Uh, we retweeted from Deserter a uh, some, uh, someone has done a um, Southeast London Weatherspoons alignment chart. Oh. This was made by uh, Pastor Hippo, uh, and we re retweeted it. And um, it's caused some discussion. Do you know what an alignment chart is? It's like a chart. It's, no. it's basically the, the nine types of character that you might find in. Uh. Uh, in like Dungeons and Dragons, right? Which has become a bit of a meme. So um, 
and it categorizes sort of ethical and moral perspectives of your, of your character mm. uh, um, so and Pastor Hippo applied it to pubs for example the Rockingham Arms elephant is chaotic evil <laughs> while the Fox on the Hill is lawful evil uh, whereas the Watch House is true, true neutral etc okay. no wonder I didn't understand it <laughs> <laughs> Um, but that's not the point of the story. The point of the story is that someone took exception to the broccoli barge uh, being categorised as lawful good. Oh, uh, really? Yeah, because it is allegedly the scene of what was described by the poster as the London Piss Dungeon. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever heard this story? No. Uh, it was written on advice about ten years ago. Um, and the tagline was a true story of sexual deviance in London that will turn you off urinals forever. <laughs> so this is like 2012. Somehow we missed us. Yeah. I mean, we missed it. Um, anyway, the story goes, and this is from Vice, uh, the manager of a London chain pub, possibly the Brockley Barge, possibly not, uh, was approached by a customer at the bar saying, uh, listen, listen, mate, this is going to sound totally insane, but I've just gone for a piss in the urinal and I could have sworn I saw an eyeball looking up from the hole. <laughs> <laughs> Pardon? Says the manager. Uh, and, and the customer goes on, and not just an eyeball, but like an eyebrow as well. And oh. the eye was looking around. Oh my God, <laughs> what? So they go to investigate and they find a, a, fire a fire escape door next to the gents that is locked that shouldn't be. Oh. Uh, the manager unlocks it and a scuffle ensues as a man soaked in piss frantically pushes past them shouting, I didn't do anything. <laughs> uh, the manager and this fella enter the room which is flooded with piss to, to find a hole in the masonry and the plumbing in, from the adjoining toilet carefully removed the hole is just big enough for someone to put their head and shoulders through uh, and the toilet roll had been laid down for comfort as the perpetrator lay in position in position this to be pissed on oh endlessly by strange men oh and that's pistry that's pistry that's the story of the chain pub piss dungeon Bloody hell. Um, I mean, don't ever say we shy away, shy away from telling the big stories. Yeah, yeah. Even if we are a decade late. Yeah. Unsubscribe, unsubscribe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the unsubscribe button's just bottom right. Uh, yeah, quite a, an amazing tale. Mm. Uh, all started off from Pastor Hippo's uh, South East London Weatherspoons alignment chart. Right, okay, all right. And on, on that... Um, note. <laughs> yeah, I'm going for a piss. <laughs> I'm going to stay here. No, yeah. no. <laughs>